Welcome to the GigTube Podcast, hosted by Chad Polenz, a full-time gig economist since 2018. Each week, Chad talks to a fellow gig worker, content creator, or an industry insider to dig deep into the world of the gig economy. Let's see what they discover this week. Another episode of... Uh, actually, you're the first guest now that we have a name for this show. Yay. The GigTube Podcast. <laughs> This week's awesome. guest is Hannibal is Hungry. How you doing, man? Doing great. Excited to be here. And as I sent a message to you earlier today, I am very excited, really appreciative of you putting me on. Uh, you know, helping out small YouTubers like myself is really appreciated. So thanks, man. Yeah, you know, it's funny because like some of the the better, I wouldn't say best, but some of the better YouTube channels about like gig work that um i watch are like these small channels that are like still under a thousand or just you know yeah um coming up uh and it was funny because yeah. i was i was watching your channel i think it's like april 5th you hit 100 subscribers and i just checked it now and you're like over 700 like 715 or something it's crazy it's crazy but it, it's really a testament of the, the community of of us good workers and People like Pedro and DoorDash Dad and UDM and even like uh, Kim's uh, Side Money Plans, we all growing at the same clip. I mean, Pedro, it's funny, Pedro started, I think, after me. <laughs> oh, really? And he, yeah, it, it's just, and you know, they, I, they're all, we're all a little different. We all have a different style. You know, like Pedro and Kim's Side Money Plans, they, they put out daily videos. Um, I do not put out daily videos. Yeah. That's a lot of effort. Like they working hard. They do, to put out twenty minute plus videos every day. They grinding. They, they grind on the road and you know editing the videos. So um, this is very supportive. And you know we, we put all, we put each other's channel over. So it's I think that's the biggest reason why uh, my channel, even my channel, is growing is the clip is it has been. Yeah, you know, and it's funny because I think they, I think all three, Kim. Tony, Gig Mom, and uh, Pedro. Yeah. I think they all said they all edit it on their phones. I'm like, that right? drives me crazy <laughs> trying to do it on my phone. I got yeah. two monitors here, and like, <laughs> even that's. I wish I had a third one. Hey, we got some. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, um, Hannibal, if you want to see the chat, you're gonna have to like watch it on your phone and just turn the volume off. Yeah, so I'm gonna do that right now. We got some um, two people commenting. Mr. Bing 70, lol, only two watching. Pedro, DoorDash Santiago, looking forward to this one. Thanks, man. He's great. Yeah. He's great. By the <laughs> way, I'm drinking, I'm going uh, mainstream today. I got a 12-pack of Modelo. I love Modelo. Why? Because I used to drink that after work when I actually did the, I guess, regular 9 to 5. Mm -hmm. uh, working, working at a dog boarding place. That's my main source of income. Well, dog walking and dog boarding. When I used to work at a real, like an actual place. After work, we would just drink Modelo's. It was fantastic. Yeah, you just, you just uh, took the words right out of my mouth. I was about to ask, <laughs> like, what was, what, what? How old are you? And I, I'll be thirty-seven this September. Okay, and yeah. um, so like the basic breakdown is, I know you're in Brooklyn. Are you were you born and raised there? Born and raised. Okay. Never left. <laughs> and then like what's like your family status? Wife, kids? I have cats. a wife, I have a seven year old son, and I have a cat named Muffin Top and a dog <laughs> named Riley. And 
there's always dogs here other than just Riley. Right now, I'm actually taking care of a dog named Chewy. That was the one that was snap barking. I could, if I could find him. Chewy, come here. <laughs> and I, now he doesn't want to move. But, uh, yeah, so I, I started gig work um, as a part-time job because my main job was working at a dog boarding place, taking care of dogs and dog walking, cat sitting, that whole thing. The first one after that I used in 2018 was WAG. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's basically an on-demand dog walking app. You know, I'm in New York City, in Brooklyn. It's a lot of people need a dog walk. You know, they may not want to hire a dog walker permanently. So just like all these other apps, what you do is you just set up, you leave access to your apartment, and someone, you know, they go on the app, look, dog needs to get walked, pick it, and you go and you, you walk the dog. So I did that for a while, along with the full-time job. And then I went on to Rover. Same thing, but mm-hmm. Rover, you make more money because it's more about dog boarding. So right now, that's why I have a little Chewy here. Uh and I love I love Rover because you can set your own price, right. so it is not a blanket kind of like you could if you think you can get sixty dollars a night to board a dog, you can put it out there, and if someone bites, you know, right now you can make sixty dollars. So, um, in two thousand nineteen, I was making a good amount of money just having you know three or four dogs in my house. It's it's kind of a pain, but I'm used to just having animals. You can make two hundred dollars, and it dogs just you know just dogs just hanging out. So that's kind of where I started. But you know, two thousand twenty. Corona hit. Uh, no one was traveling, especially New York City was locked down. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, that's when I first started uh, Uber Eats. <laughs> and then I went from Uber Eats and DoorDash, Grubhub. I have Instacart. I have Corner Store. I have Shipped. Mm-hmm. I have all of them. Well, not all of them, but I have most of them. Yeah, I, I saw um, Wag and Rover on Idan's uh, channel, how much... Um, yeah, I remember he did a video about that, and he said he made like eight hundred bucks a week doing one of those. Apps. You can you can make good money, but you are dealing with dogs. You have to love dogs. So dogs you still smelly and all that type of stuff. You gotta do all. You that. still do those apps? Yes. Um, Two thousand twenty, I significant dip in income, and no one was traveling, no one was doing anything. Actually, I'll be honest. The first time things are kind of going back to normal with Rover it has been last month, uh, Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. where I'm back to the kind of income that I was used to making before nice. everything kind of went crazy. So, yeah. By the way, so Company Breakdown says, love the content. Pedro said, my girlfriend walked dogs. She loves it. Yeah, uh, man. It's, it's I a good I see a lot of dogs in my line of work, but, like, it's funny though, like, I like dogs, but I I wouldn't want to have one as a pet, you know? That's why I have, <laughs> I have two cats. I'm surprised they're not... Usually, whenever I start doing these videos, they start jumping up on the desk here, and they're like, "Who are you talking to?" But uh, they're and actually you sleeping can, there's, right now. Uh, there's, I do cat, I, I do cat visits where you just mm-hmm. go to a person's house, clean. And usually, they're hiding. You know how cats are. Yeah. Some are very friendly. Some you don't even see them. You kind of hopefully they're still in the house. Um, but I, I, they even have cat boarding. Someone will bring their cat to your house, and you know, for a few days, just hang out with a new cat. Mm-hmm. So I finally made a list of questions to ask although i mean i think it's kind of more fun to just kind of go improvisational or whatever yeah but, man yeah i yeah. i'm flexible whatever you want to do man i think like this is a like what jobs did you have before i mean you just mentioned you know doing rover and wagon all that stuff and yeah like you were you yeah. said you do like did you work like in a animal shelter or anything or yeah so well, look, I'm first at start, what, yeah, what right. W-2 jobs have you had, I guess? <laughs> okay, so my first real, I can't say real job, but the first W-2 job was uh, working at UPS. 
Okay. Working at UPS as a young young man, hated it. Oh, it was so bad. Waking up at, I know I had to get to the station at four in the morning, mm. so I had to go to the city. It was uh, one of the stations near uh, Times Square, so we were pushing thousands and thousands of packages. You had to you had to move fast. Everyone was crazy and yelling and rambling and how to do that all the time. So I did that for about two years. I quit. I, I, I was actually a supervisor at one point. I just didn't want to do it anymore. And I started to think like, what I, what I want to do in terms of, I have to work, right? Um, I was like, I like animals. So I kind of went, to, you know, try to apply to pet stores and no one was hiring me, you know, I had no experience. So I worked at a no kill shelter in Queens. And that was like my first jump into working with animals, did that for a while. Then I started to do more of the dog boarding, swanky, like places in the city. And, and I kind of just kind of stayed around that. And that's when the gig apps came with Rover and WAG, where you can kind of set your own hours, set your own time, set your own mm. price. So like, I kind of like doing that. So, um, and the last time I had a W2 was last year. Actually, yeah, February, before the Rona hit, I was fired. Hmm. And it, I was actually a supervisor. I've been there almost 10 years. It would have been 10 years if I stayed in uh, 2020. It just didn't work out. I did not want to be there anymore. And instead of, I was just complacent. I was making good money. I was doing Rover on the side. Mm -hmm. um, I was doing the numbers. I was, I made, I was making about a thousand a month just as a part-time job, working full-time and part-time. So I was making good money and I just wasn't happy there. And she kind of blessed me by just saying, you got to go. Like, you should go. Was that UPS? Oh, no, that was a dog boarding place. Um, oh, I don't want to okay. say a name, but yeah, doing that for 10 years mm -hmm. or almost 10 years. And she kind of told me, you know, it's not working out. And we just, you know, it's like a marriage. You know, you just don't really have the, the call to say, hey, I'm done. Let me go. Mm -hmm. I waited until she said, oh, you got to go. And I'm like, <laughs> all right. Like, it wasn't even an argument. She hugged me. It was a whole silly thing. Um, but I did tell her at that point, I said, I'm not going to work for anybody else. Like did I told her, like. Yeah, I was like, I'm not working for anybody. I'm going to work for myself. I'm going to figure this out. Did you ever see uh, that? The next. In, yeah. uh, sorry. Uh, did you ever see that Impractical Jokers where they're at a, a dog shelter or dog um, boarding facility? No, I, I I know I'm familiar with the show, but I haven't seen it. What, what's, uh, what do uh, they do? It was pretty good because like, they had to like, you know, they have to say what the other guys tell them. They're like, they have to tell them yeah, that yeah. their dog was violated by another dog or um <laughs> Uh, it, yeah, it's pretty. Funny. That's that's one of that is one of the difficult things about working mm -hmm. at a job where something can, I mean, mm -hmm. things happen, and um, one of the things that I had to get used to, and you really strengthen your customer service skills, is when you have to tell the owner that your dog has been attacked or mm -hmm. it's been in a fight and it's at the vet right now, oh. and or there's a mistake and you, you know you, you know, you know owners could be very aggressive and angry and emotional. And you kind of just, you realize, you know, just by doing it so many times, you realize it's not personal. Don't take it personal. Let them vent because if that was your animal, if that was your kid, because these, mm -hmm. these dogs are their kids. Hey, just let them vent. Let it kind of pour out and you just say, hey, I understand how you feel. If I know that was my dog, I would feel the same way. And you just kind of got to work them, you know, with kindness and compassion. So you really learn how to deal with customers and just dealing, you know, with, you know, all of the ups and downs when you're dealing with people's dogs. Yeah. All right. So let's get back into the gig work. So yes. were you eager to get into gig jobs or were you skeptical? Uh, I, when I jumped in with Wagon Rover, 
they were pretty simple. They were pretty simple. You know, you did the work, you get paid. And the cool thing about it is the reviews. Like, you know, they were, anytime you finish your job, you get reviews and you start to see that I was looking more for, I was looking towards more doing the rat, the, the wag, the rover, the other stuff more than my real job. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of weird that I kind of came with Uber Eats kind of in the pandemic stage. If I knew that I could have done that maybe two, three years ago, I would have left my job way earlier. You're, you're, I like control. I like setting my own expectations. I have, I'm more motivated that way. What took you? Listen to, yeah. What, what, what took you so long to get on with Uber Eats? Because like, I mean, it's been around since like what 2018 or something. 20. I just didn't. I just it never came on my radar. I don't. <laughs> to be honest, talking to you and you know talking to everyone else in the community. No one in my circle of family and friends really do the gig apps. I have to tell them about like, hey, you should try, you should try this out. They kind of give you a look. They assume you're making money for some reason because they guess they equate like Uber, like Uber drivers. But mm-hmm. um, no, it just never came on radar. But if it did, I would have definitely left earlier. I would have quit that job way earlier, maybe like a year or two earlier. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of glad that I started doing this because I'm. This August will be three years I've been doing this full time and. Awesome. You know, I worked in IT for like 10 years before that. Um, and I didn't start, I'm originally, I, I don't know if you know this, I'm originally from New York, well, upstate New York. I'm from Schenectady, right oh, next okay. to Albany. Cool, cool, cool. I mean, That's but sure. I also, I mean, I lived in Illinois for a year when I was in the Navy. I lived in Virginia Beach for five years when I was in the Navy. Um, and after I got off active duty, I moved back to New York and I was there mm-hmm. from, I was there exactly 10 years of the day. Um, at my apartment, no, no, not ten years, um, eight years. Yeah, it was two thousand seven to twenty fifteen, and um, yeah, I worked for a GE when I was after I got out and went back up to uh, New York. And then, kind of in retrospect, now I'm like, why did I even go back? Like, I should have just stayed in Virginia. <laughs> so, but yeah, you I know, all, to- every all the all different places and experiences, it all comes together and somehow. That's why, like the same thing, like. Yeah, I could have quit. Uh, I wish I quit earlier, but at the same time, everything kind of comes together for a reason. Like you know, all those experiences staying there, even though I wasn't happy, strengthen other things, and that's what you know. These all these apps coming in. Yeah, there's some. There's a lot of issues with a lot of them, mm-hmm. but it's still more positive or negative. Uh, but we, we like we, we kind of dwell on the negative sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the ability to kind of make, set your own path. That's uh, I'm all about that. Do you, do you ever go upstate? Um, it's been a minute. I mean, now for some like for most part, like my wife, we uh, go to PA every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, is New Post considered upstate? If you or Poughkeepsie? Think, uh, yeah, anything like north of Yonkers, I think, is considered yeah. upstate. Yeah, my wife went to New Post uh, college, so I, oh, okay. I, I remember going over there for a little bit. Yeah, Sydney. so I'm, I wonder. Interesting if 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 the gig work is pretty good up there. I'm not even sure to be honest. What if it is? I've been wondering that myself. We got a few more uh, comments in the chat. Red Pill says my girlfriend was a mean dog, so I sent her for a walk for a minute. What? <laughs> Pedro said, Hannibal, do you have to write reports about what you and the dog or cats would do so the owners could read them? Kim's side money plans is here. She said hi, everyone. Hi, Kim. Hey, hey. Yeah, um, you know, writing reports, that's what you got to do. You know, like mm-hmm. you're dealing with kids. You're dealing with their kids. Some of them, mm-hmm. that's the one thing, too, about um, how things are a little slow with, you know, with DoorDash, stuff like that. But things are kind of boosting up with the dog stuff because people are traveling. 
and people will spend their last dollar on their animals. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've no, like they mm -hmm. will, they will sacrifice a lot for the, for those animals. I know. I, I'd actually been considering going up to New York, like to like surprise my parents, but mm. like, oh, I can't bring the cats with me. I mean, I guess I could if I drove, but um, cats get car sick real easy. I think actually, I think all animals do because they're not used to moving that fast. You know? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I spent spend many, I spent many of days mm. cleaning out my car because the dog mm. threw up in my car. It's yeah. been yeah. So anyway, I was just saying like. <laughs> I want. I really like. Even if I go home for like Christmas for like a week, I'm like, what am I gonna do with the like, cats? I mean, like, the lady who lives next door to me, like, she could said she could watch them, but she smokes, and also I'm like, <laughs> would the cats stay here or would they go to her? Like, we literally share a wall, you know. And right, right, right. Um, I don't know. So, anyway, we're getting off topic again, but <laughs> um, yeah, let's talk like DoorDash, Uber Eats, all that stuff. Um. So how, how long did it take you to get comfortable doing the jobs? You know, when I applied during the, you know, the shutdown with Uber Eats, uh, I, I realized, okay, I got to make some money. Excuse me. The dog walking is not working, right? Like no one's walking a dog. No one's, there's nothing happening. So I got to start making some money. So I applied to Uber Eats because that was the quickest thing. They let anyone in. <laughs> as long as you get your background check and you got all your car insurance, all that stuff. And the minute, I, I remember the first day I did it, I got approved at an odd time of the day, I got approved at 12.30 in the morning, <laughs> right? Just got approved. It was like, you can, you can go do it. I immediately went out. I was, was so <laughs> bored. I was like, I gotta go do something. I got on it, I got an order. I forgot I was, prob I was probably doing $3. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. $6, I'm in the middle of the, you know, I'm in the hood waiting at, for some fried chicken, some fried chicken joint, they weren't ready. Right. They, they, you know, they, you know, because everything and that's especially in these some of these fast food places, they they take forever. So I'm just standing around and I meet a, uh, another guy that was doing it, and I, he's like, "Oh, you you doing Uber Eats too?" I was like, "Yeah, it's my first." I was, I was like, "This is my first day." It's twelve thirty in the morning. He's like, he, he, you know, he's like, "Oh, let me let me school you. Let me let me show you." He, he showed me his earnings. And he showed he made a thousand dollars in a week. I was like, that's pretty. That's pretty. I'm like, that's pretty nice. Like, how long? How many days do you do? He's like five. I was like, that's how many hours do you do? He's like twelve. I was like, <laughs> that's a lot of hours. So at first, I, I was like, all right, I don't want to work. I have no interest in working twelve hours a day, doing this. So like, so I had a little apprehension of what pot, like what was the I guess the potential of earning, but then I started just going to YouTube, you know, learning how other do people do it, and and I, I'm comfortable with people because you know working at a small business for over 10 years i'm already comfortable talking to people and handling that sort of thing so i just wanted to know was this worth my time mm -hmm. so that's my what was my main concern when i first started did you watch uh dimples on demand i think she's in or she used to be in brooklyn yeah i i watched her um and yeah she's really good uh explaining a lot of things that i didn't know even with the instacart stuff but yeah, just looking at how, I mean, that's, I think that's the reason why so many people gravitate towards, especially the vlog channels. You're literally seeing someone do the job that you may be hesitant to do or, mm -hmm. or the accounting a situation that now you saw how you know, Pedro did or Kim did it. Like, okay, this is what I will do in the future. So like those things are very, very important. So when you watch those for a few times and you just go out and, you know, do a few, you just get comfortable and, and then you start to realize, okay, how do I maximize my income mm -hmm. right should i be taking these you know bad or you know three dollar orders probably not like just, it's a learning experience every day when you go out on the road 
Uh, you're drinking Corona. You know, it's funny. I'm drinking Modell. I think they're made <laughs> by the same company. Yeah, my, my best friend, we was watching the UFC fight. He We bought too much beer, so I'm just finishing up. <laughs> um, Yeah, so how long did you do Uber? Like, did you sign up? You just did Uber Eats and then... Uh, I signed up. I signed up last July for Uber Eats. Yeah, because I, I know you do. Yeah. You do like a bunch of apps now. So yeah. how long did it? So were you just like, were you not making enough money with Uber Eats, or just I would, wanted to try you know, something else? Or I was a newbie, so I was just doing Uber Eats, doing Uber Eats, and then when you meet up, you see other uh, delivery mm -hmm. uh, guys and girls. You see, you look at their phone. You know, you sneak a little peek. You're like, that that screen looks different. That like, what's that? Like, yeah. oh, that's DoorDash. Like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. like, oh, so that's Grubhub. I'm like, all right. Like, oh, the same. And then um, I started applying for everything. So I applied for DoorDash. They were busy. Like, they were full, full. Like, they were not bringing any new dashes. Mm -hmm. I had to be very persistent. So I was, I was caring. I was caring enough. I would email them. <laughs> I would call them. I would say, hey, it's been a while. Hey, it's been a while. And I just, I think they put me on finally. Because I was so annoying. I was like, just give this guy in. Also try I, that with Shipped. I've been on the waiting list for Ship for like two years. And I was on the waiting list for Grubhub for two. I mean, I just got in with Grubhub like a month or two ago. Yeah. After two years. And Grubhub for this market, New York City market, is like the king. Like the, you can do pretty well with Grubhub. They, do, they, they take you really far away, but you're getting consistent over $10 orders with Grubhub. Mm -hmm. That was one that took even longer. And again, I, I was like, I'm going to be a Karen again. Started calling. Hey, you know, you said you're supposed to contact me back. I didn't get an email saying that, you know, because usually what happens with Grubhub, every month they'll say, are you still interested? You know, there's mm -hmm. a wait list. I kept calling. I kept bothering them because I, I, I just wanted all of them. <laughs> I yeah. wanted to collect them all. I wanted to get all of the apps. So I just kept messing with them and bothering them. And eventually, again, it was like, this guy's annoying. And now I have all three. Well, at least the three main ones. I'm gonna try that. Um, let's see. So how do you keep track of your earnings, expenses, and mileage? Uh, mileage, I use an app. Uh, I think a mile. I think Mile IQ is what I use for my mileage and my earnings. I just have like a simple like. I think I use Evernote. I just put it in like a, like a table or something like that. Oh yeah, what kind of car do you drive? Well, um, I have a. 2010 Jeep Liberty, which just just eats gas. It's whatever. Mm -hmm. And my wife has like a Ford Fiesta. I usually like to use the Ford, the gas. It's a small car. I could go in and out. Uh, it's pretty nice. I, I use that car when she's not using it. Um, but yeah, that. But the 2010, I learned to drive with that mm -hmm. Jeep. So I have a really, I have a love for it for her. Um, I had to actually legit uh, pay to get the transmission changed because it just died a couple months ago. And I thought about buying, like, maybe I should buy a new car. But I just had such a, mm -hmm. a weird emotional attachment. I was like, nah, I'm going to fix her up. She can't go out like this. Um, mm -hmm. And it's pretty good mileage. I only put, she, I don't even think she had 60,000 miles yet. Like, the car just sat there, sat there for a couple of years because it was originally my stepfather's car. Mm -hmm. So I just used that, you know. What kind go, of mileage, you know, like, MPGs does it get? Nothing. <laughs> I don't know. I, last time I think it was, like, 12. It's bad. It's bad. It's it's. I use it, but the Ford is where it's at, where I can put a full tank and it lasts for a considerable need, amount of time. Do you need that Jeep for the dogs or? That was originally, yeah. So I use the Jeep. I put the dogs in the back, like mm -hmm. in the you know cargo area, store them in there. Uh, you know, got the blankets, everything, keep all that hair and vomiting crap on mm -hmm. the blankets. 
Yeah, if you're if you're planning on you know getting a more fuel efficient vehicle, I mean, like I drive a Honda Fit, and before that I drove a That's Toyota, nice. Toyota Yaris, yeah. and they both get like on a bad day thirty miles to the gallon, on a good day forty. So yeah, yeah like. I- I, I, I imagine your Fiesta probably yeah. gets something close to that. Yeah, the, the Fiesta is pretty good. Um, I was considering it when, when the transmission died. I was thinking, like, mm-hmm. maybe, but we're in a weird financial times where, mm-hmm. like, prices of used cars are going up. Prices, yeah. And also, I, I don't know if I want to finance right now. I want to kind of – I think I'm just going to ride out a little bit until things kind of get a little better in terms of economically, and then when things kind of ease up, I'll probably definitely get another vehicle. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I mean, if you can pay cash for a used car, like, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. It seems like the the best thing to do if I like I really want to get a used car is go straight to the person instead of going to like a dealer. Like, you know, trust the person, make sure I'm checking out the vehicle, make sure it's like legit. That seems to be you can still get a good deal during that, but mm-hmm. going to a dealer is expensive. One thing that's always baffled me about people who do gig work in like major metropolis cities, like you, you know, you're in mm-hmm. New York. Geo's in Chicago, Joe Giggs in Chicago, uh, Eli Ashling's in Minneapolis. I don't know if you can really compare that, but um, like, and, you know, like I'm from New York. I've been to the city many times, and I know like you know, the streets are very narrow. They're very old, yeah. especially if you're driving an SUV. My question is, one, where the hell do you park? And two, where the <laughs> hell do you park in the snow? <laughs> it's a challenge. It's a challenge. Like I've, I've, you know, I've received tickets. Um, not. It's always the time when I least expect the ticket's going to show up. So for me, I saw I'm you did a whole video I'm, on that. Yeah. Yeah, and it, I'm. I try to be in and out. So yeah, I'm double parking. Sometimes I really try not to block traffic. Like I really put an effort to it because a lot of people. Like I'm in Brooklyn. I, the city of Brooklyn has almost three million people here. I'm in a city of three million people. There's too many people. There's too many of us here. So cars are double parked, intersections, all crazy. So I try my best to, if I park at a hydrant, all right, cool. Let me go in and out, grab the food. It's just a lot of, you know, you may have to walk up a little bit, walk mm-hmm. up the block. Like I've tried not to be inconsiderate of the road because I, I know how it feels with my ministry and some guys double parking, waiting to get on the other side. So, um, and the snow, well, SUV, I just, you know, try to I just drive over things. <laughs> uh, and I, one thing about the gig app world I love before b- before doing this, you know, when it rained, you're like, all right, you know, crappy day, I'll just stay home, chill out, whatever, snow, all right, whatever, shove the shovel. But when the re- weather's bad, that's when the money is that, yeah. especially in the city. No one wants to go outside. So mm-hmm. I'm excited when it rains. Like it rained a little bit today, went out, people will tip, and you see, you see the really good offers is when no one wants to be outside. So when it's raining, I'm excited. I look at the weather five-day forecast i'm like all right that's a good that's a big money day that's a big money day uh so but in terms of just driving with an suv in the city just mm-hmm. i have no other choice so i just gotta gotta make it work i gotta make it happen well, so i do the best i can you ever tried doing an e-scooter or a bike that is something i was actually considering because that's uh that's a big thing in the city there's thousands of it's funny two years ago you didn't see you maybe see like a vespa right or you see like mm-hmm. the, you know the regular scooters Everyone has a scooter, not just like the, the ones you could rent. Every, everyone in the hood has a scooter. Everyone is scooting around. So <laughs> I'm thinking about that. But traffic and the way people drive is so aggressive. And I already fell off. I fell off a scooter uh, maybe a year or two ago because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was going too fast trying to turn. Uh, but I am considering it because I think I can make 
I can still make a good amount of money and just bypass traffic. So I'm actually considering it. Yeah. No, I don't know if you watch Nugs, but he said if he gets 20,000 subscribers, he'll try doing a e-scooter, which I don't think he'll be able to do where he, like he lives in too small of a town unless he goes to like yeah, Cincinnati or Cleveland or something. Yeah. It's perfect for really dense uh, uh, cities where you can, a person, an e-scooter don't have to necessarily go fast, but mm -hmm. he, they're definitely covering more ground than the person with a car. So if you, you stay between three miles, three to four, because, you know, everything is so dense, all the restaurants, all the apartments, you, you just pick orders for three miles and be, you know, cherry pick, you can make a good amount of money. So you can see there's a lot of guys out there just, they ride all day doing 12-hour shifts on the scooters, really working hard. Like, I look at them and the snow, too. They're out in the snow. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> But they out on e-bikes, e e-scooters in the snow. Did you ever see that movie, Office Space? No. And I know that's one of the movies I should watch. I've heard. Like, that's one of the movies like, I'm, I'm surprised I haven't it's watched it It's a very yet, 90s but yeah. movie. But any, like, yeah. the beginning is, like, it takes place in L.A. And, like, they're in rush hour morning traffic just stuck there. And, yep. like, they go, like, 10 feet. And, like, there's an old guy on a walker. And, like, <laughs> the old guy on the walker is actually beating him. And that's happening. Well, not old guys and walkers, but I definitely notice like if I'm stuck in traffic, is yeah. I'll see people on bikes, and the people on bikes, because they can just you know go on the sidewalk there, and like yeah. they have to stop for red lights, but I mean they can still, if there's an yeah. opening, they'll go. So yeah, New York, yeah, New York City. We're in Brooklyn. I'm in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. All I all I do see is, see is bikes going past me. I was gonna... <laughs> all I see is like today actually today. Uh, uh, it was the Puerto Rican Day Parade. Uh, uh -huh. Shout out to Pedro. Uh, Puerto Rican Day Parade and some other parade blocking traffic. And I, yeah, I had this, I'm sitting there for half an hour, just just sitting and waiting for it. Actually, I took a dash. I was late ten minutes getting to the store. They put that message up there. Uh -huh. I was like, well, you know, you know, it's a, it's a parade. You know, it's a lot of traffic. I, you know, can't get there as fast as like, you know, I don't have a bike. <laughs> Has this ever happened to you? Because like, you know, where you live, it's so cramps um like this is downtown orlando behind me mm -hmm. and i almost never deliver down there because like there's nowhere to park and like it's amazing like like this is like all of downtown orlando like compared to like all of new york city like it's like nothing you know yeah um but trying like the few times where i actually had to go pick up or drop off something down there i remember there was one time or like even here in sanford like there's a tiny little downtown district you know like if you've ever been to, like like a new england seashore town like or just any kind of like those new england or mid-atlantic like old towns you know where they have like a downtown yeah. of like maybe six blocks or whatever and yeah yeah, yeah. like the main, main street main yeah street is yeah, yeah i love i, I love those yeah. strips like especially there's like antique stores or used bookstores and record stores um yeah. but anyway so we have that here in sanford where i live and i remember this was a it was actually a long time ago but i'll just never forget it is that Somebody ordered something from one of the, like, kind of, like, the, I was going to say boutique, but I don't think they can, like, it's just the local pizza place, right? right and right. because, like, there's no, like, it's all street parking, and there was just, it was, like, you know, noon on a Friday, I think. There's nowhere to park, and I just had to keep circling the block, circling the block, and I finally found a spot, and I had to walk, like, so it was, like, 180 degrees on the other side of the block, so I had to walk all the way to the restaurant, pick up the food, and then I swipe that i picked it up and then i realized that the person i was delivering it to was literally right where i parked 
I never had that super close uh, drop offs. Like it's always it's it's been some like couple of like maybe a block or two, but nothing like around the corner. But I am I do not like going to downtown. If it's like, uh, yeah, it's not. It, but that's what a rep they do a good yeah. amount of restaurants. But I like being on the on a little outskirts of downtown, like you know a mile or two away from that epicenter of just cars and you know massive human beings just walking around yeah because there's no way you're gonna park so you're gonna be double parked you're gonna park some weird spot where they tell you not to like there's a lot of parkings in in downtown where it's only authority you know police vehicles only Mm -hmm. so then you got you you got you know do your little you know risk assessment like all right if i park here and the restaurant's a block away if i run (laughs) grab it what are the chances so you look around you look around, see if you see a you know a ticket agent. You're like, yeah, yeah. Okay. And you, then you run and get the. F- so I've done that a lot of times. So um, I'm not a big fan of downtown. I know some people have, like I said, some markets there is no choice. All the restaurants are downtown, but yeah. here where it's a thousand, there's so many restaurants. I could be more picky. So there's a privilege of being in Brooklyn where I don't have to deal with that. So mm-hmm. I would like to when I do it. Yeah, I'm not going to fast food restaurant in downtown. It's not happening. Just, just not. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to do that. But if it's something real quick, I'll run it out and then go back to more spacious areas. That's that's where I would like to be. What's the what's the zones like in New York? Are they are they pretty small, or is it just kind of like one zone per bur- uh, borough? I almost said bureau. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, Brooklyn. There's multiple zones for Brooklyn. There's multiple zones for Manhattan. There's multiple zones for Queen. Like, yeah, everything is probably bunched in probably two to three miles per may- mm-hmm. maybe four. Grubhub, their their zones are bigger, and we you know there's no zones yeah. at all. Like they they. Well, they don't have zones, but they have different um, the multipliers for Uber Eats. So, like downtown, to go there and get an order, it's usually a little bit. You get a little bit more money getting order from there compared to if you go into the hood to grab uh, fast food orders. Like sometimes the multiplier is like twice, like two point something and downtown. So it's a little different, but yeah, everything is very congested and mm. there's multiple zones as well. Hmm. Yeah. My zone is, is really interesting because it's probably about, probably about 20 miles across and, and up and down. And it's just like the most varied demographic of like the hillbilly trailer parks and like these super rich, <laughs> gated communities i've delivered to houses where they've had lamborghinis and ferraris and mclarens and um you know these you know luxury sports cars in their garage there's a lot of money here which i don't know where it's coming from i th- well, I think you know i think it's all the contractors who are building houses and apartment buildings because yeah. everybody's moving to florida <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah sorry about that because i know a lot of new yorkers are gone a lot of new yorkers are moving out and but there still seems like a lot of people here do you, so I've, you know, I look at I look at the news and see reports like a lot of people are leaving, but it's still a lot of people still here. You know, like have you still here. have you considered moving? Yes. Sometimes I think about it daily, mm-hmm. especially right now with the crime going high and it's kind of crazy. But um, unfortunately, my wife works for the city. She works in transportation. Uh-huh. It's a pretty good job, um, and it's the kind of job that you can't really necessarily translate to a different city necessarily because transportation, subways, or whatever. So. Um, but I have thought about it and at least moving, like, I wouldn't mind moving to PA. Uh, I've been there a few times. I like it. Um, I don't know how it would work for gig work necessarily, but I, I would love work. I uh, love moving there. Um, yeah, just, you know, you want some, 
you want to get some fresh air. Yeah. <laughs> in Brooklyn, air is not fresh. <laughs> it's not fresh at all. And as I said before, um, crime has um, skyrocketed to crazy level. Like last year, last summer, my car was broken into. Uh, the Jeep got broken into. Didn't was nothing in it. But he, they, the person saw hot bags I left in the car seat, uh, in the car, and I assume he thought I had diamonds in there or money or something in there. <laughs> broke in there, grabbed it, realized there was nothing in there. It was just hot bags. It reminds um, me of that Dave yeah. Chappelle joke where he said a crackhead broke into his car and stole a candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, and, and it's it, and it's not just like a na- neighbor, you know, a neighbor in the building. Maybe two months later, got broken into. It's a lot of desperate people. It's a lot of mm-hmm. desperate situation. Uh, you know, a lot of people out here, and mental health yeah. is kind of deteriorating too. So trains are kind of crazy. Where a lot of people just attacking people randomly. So. When you see stuff like that every day, you're thinking like, man, maybe I should move too. Like maybe I should go to a nice, at least a a more less condensed area. All right. So getting back to um, delivery driving, I I was going to ask if you have a pizza bag, but I know you did a whole video on that. You have any other? I love um, I love that pizza bag. (laughs) Cause I got that's one of my that's one of my go to um, uh, restaurants. Pizza, not not Pizza Hut, like you know New York City. Mom it's all pop. about gourmet pizzas, yeah, the yeah. mom and pop stores. So I like those because they they tip well. Uh, when the offers come, they're pretty good. Yeah, there's a there's a pizza restaurant like a mile, not even from where I live, and it's a guy who moved here from New York and he makes New York style pizza, and it's like in this dirty ass ghetto, <laughs> um, you know, uh, shopping plaza. Like has a Bravo yeah. supermarket, which is like the yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know about and uh, it's they make great. Like when I first started doing DoorDash and Uber Eats, I get orders there all the time. I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's that's something I've learned is that like you keep going to the same restaurants, especially any independent restaurants, all the time. I'm like, well, this food's got to be good. People are always ordering it, and um, Th- that's yeah. that's my go. That's my go to like my strategy. If I have a strategy for work, you know, doing any of the, the apps, like Uber Eats, DoorDash, or Grubhub. It's mom and pop, small business, like chic restaurants. So the ones where all the hipsters hang out, even though I've been accused of being a hipster, but mm. all the spots where hipsters are hanging out, that the, the young, uh, you know, not to say well-to-do, but you know, professional folk, they like to go and get their, their Italian food, their pizza, their burgers, mm. all this extra gourmet stuff. Those have the best offers. So when I start, I kind of go in that direction. Um, and that's so a lot of times I'll just be delivering pizzas. I'm a, I'll be a pizza delivery guy, basically. I may do like four or five, six orders of pizzas and make a good amount of money. I love, I, I mean, I'll never get sick of the smell of pizza, but still, like, I think that of all the food that I do, it's probably like the most lingering aromas. Like, you deliver pizza and then, like, you come back to the car and it still smells like pizza, like, hours later. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe hu- Indian food is on par, but. Uh, what, do you ever like roll down all your windows and try to deodorize your car, or is it just kind of like you're just so used to it now you don't even think about it? There's another there's another popular uh, set of restaurants that been popping up in in the city. Um, seafood, the crab the crab boil stuff. Mm-hmm. There's so many restaurants right now, and that stuff lingers in your car forever. Like. You can go full like you could be it could be my first order and all that fish and that crab stuff. Put it in there and it 
but then I still smell that. Like that's the one, and it's not a really pleasing smell. Like maybe if I was eating it, like all right, I'll, but I don't want to smell that all day. So yeah, I have to roll the windows up. I gotta get the uh, car fresh. I got all the plugins all over the vents and everything. Yeah. But pizza smell, I like pizza. I love pizza. I can, I can eat pizza anytime. I mean. <laughs> Even Little Caesars, and I think Little Caesars is probably the worst tasting pizza ever. Like, it's cardboard. Yeah. But people order it. <laughs> people order it. And I deliver it. So it's like, um, but that's, I think that's my biggest, in terms of that, Chinese restaurants too, uh, th those do pretty well in my market. Red Pill says, trunk the food, don't latch lid, no smell probs. Well, okay. I have a hatchback, and he has an SUV, so there really is no trunk, you know? I I like I, I put my I usually put the bag at the passenger seat. I don't know why. I, I know at first I started putting it in the back seat, but I like to open the door, take it out from the, the passenger side, and I just what? do go by my bag. So I don't really go and put it in the trunk. But maybe for the for the food that smells bad or I don't want to linger, I may try that idea. Actually, that's a good idea. He said Miata is always the answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always put it on the, the floor behind uh, the driver's seat. Or sometimes I'll put mm. it on the floor uh, on the passenger seat. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen my uh, day, or ride along vlogs. Like I have that six drink carrier that I, it goes into the, the seat. It's nice because, like, it's not like accident proof, but it's just like a nice way to keep the drinks from tipping over. Because there's been yeah. times where I've had a, you know, slam on the brakes, like the drinks will definitely spill. A little, yeah, yeah, but yeah, they, yeah. I don't think I've, I think, I, I was watching one of your videos tonight and I think you said you'd never drop food. Um, I don't think I've ever really dropped food. The closest I've ever had was, like I said, like I think I, there's been a few times where I had a slam on the brakes and people's drinks just got spilled, but that's about it. Yeah. And I would say I'm, I'm really drive like, you know, it's the traffic is so tight that I really get to drive fast. Yeah. So I'm kind of just, you know, the speed limit in New York City is 25 miles an hour. So it's like you're not really kind of, like, you yeah. know, you go on the highway a little bit, but you never really get too crazy. And and also I try to drive chill like I'm not in a rush because mm. I don't want to make a mistake. And just last just two, three days ago, I saw a dude get hit by a car like in front of oh, me geez. and those kind of things that i see it had nothing to do with gig work it's just i'm driving home and and you know you see a lot of these young guys out here you know they, they got a little they got the little car they want to show off so they're doing the audi just going fast for no reason it's it's you know it's, it's rushed rush hour traffic like where are you going and the dude that he hit couldn't avoid it it was it's crazy so like those kind of things kind of remind me like all right i don't want to ever be in that position I'm gonna I'm gonna take my time. I'm not gonna rush because my life is not worth, or someone else's life, or someone's property is not worth me just going, you know, pedal to the metal type thing. So, seeing things like that kind of grounds me. Like, all right, it's not that big a deal. It's food, just food. They'll get it when when it's when it's ready and when I'm able to get there. Do you have a dash cam in your car? No, but I'm planning to get one. I've been actually looking up some stuff for an Amazon, trying to figure out what's the best one to install on both cars. Actually. I know a lot of the Uber Uber Lyft guys. They have like the the rearview mirror oh, yeah. screen things. So I was like, that's kind of cool. Like I I seen that and I see the dash cams as well. So I haven't figured out which one I want. So I got my, uh, my camera is uh, it's expensive, but it's worth it because it shoots in 1080p. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, well, I actually I've had I've gone through two of them. The one I had before this one, the interior camera it was only 720p, but it had night vision. And I used to drive Uber and Lyft at night, and that way, no matter how dark it was, it would, you could still see clearly inside the car. And yeah. um, I when I stopped driving rideshare, I stopped driving rideshare before COVID, and I was like, I don't need this. You know, and like I knew I wanted to start doing more Dana Life type videos, and I'm like, I'd rather just have a, like a regular color camera. Mm-hmm. So I upgraded to the one I have now. Um, yeah, but I, I, I think, think I, like maybe for your area, like the 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 one that looks like a, a rear view mirror or literally is a rear view mirror it might be better because like little probably less chance it'll get your car will get broken in. Maybe. Yeah, thinking the, in the night vision is is probably ideal for me because I I make most my money if I if I do it during a day of, of, of a day of doing gig work at night. Dinner always seems to be the strongest. Lunch is good, but I for some reason I haven't. You know, it's just me still kind of figuring out how to maximize and how to make more money during lunch period compared to dinner. And also I don't know maybe just the market people just tip and just the offers just is better at night. But I'm still trying to figure out how to make more money during the day because it'd be nice. I wouldn't mind working all day and kind of chilling out at night. But I make my most money from probably 6 to 11, 12, and mm-hmm. I'm outside all day. So either I'm walking a dog or I'm outside I'm outside every day. Every day I'm outside doing something. You, you beat me to my next question. I was going to say, like, what days and hours do you usually work? Um, you, it, I mean, I'm all over the place because, you know, I, I have my son sometimes. I have to pick him up or take him, I take him to school every day. Uh, so if I do a lunch, it'll be like 11 to one or two. And then that's when traffic starts to get so bad. It's not worth me being, it's just, I'm going to be, that's one thing. Like I have a little ADHD type thing. Mm-hmm. If I'm not doing something and I'm just stuck in traffic, I will just lose my mind. So yeah. I kind of realized, all right, let me just come back. Uh, and I come back around seven and I'll stay out as long as I guess when an office starts to drive, usually Things are getting a little better now because we're able to, you know, New York City are able to open up a little longer. Mm-hmm. Because once once I start seeing McDonald's, 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 Wendy's, Wendy's, White Castle, that's when I know it's time to go home. That's like that's <laughs> my that's my uh, my alarm. Like, all right, it's, it's time to go home because I I've been I've done the McDonald's thing. I remember staying outside in the winter with a bunch of other delivery guys, and we all standing here thinking, what are we doing with our lives? Like, why are we here? <laughs> Waiting and then the McDonald's employees rude. We're standing outside the drive-through window, <laughs> just stand outside like we're looking. Like we're it's just you. You do a few of those, and you realize, okay, I'm not doing that anymore. I heard so like, like fast food. I want to. I heard like all of New York City just like reeks of weed now. Does New York have full recreational or just medicinal? You can smoke. You you can smoke weed except at a, a park and around mm-hmm. a school. But yeah, so yeah, you can just smoke. And it's funny, like. You know, I partake as well. Uh, <laughs> but even if I did see a cop, I was still with that reaction. But, you know, like, hey, what I'm doing? But I'm not doing anything. You know, but, yeah, it's, uh, I, you can still, and also you can buy, but you have to, like, have a, a medical card. Yeah. And I think next year they'll open up and you can buy or whatever, whatever. But, yeah, it's, hopefully more people do it. Everyone need to calm down. Like, <laughs> more people need to smoke because, yeah. uh, you know, that's one of the reason why I really try to avoid fast food um, orders because all the fights I've seen and arguments is in fast food restaurants. I don't know what it is. I don't know why it kind of brings that. I don't know if I think it's just the employees that they work, they, they work hard, but mm-hmm. some don't. Some have attitudes. Some don't want to be there. Now, my wife in college worked at McDonald's. She always had a pleasant attitude. Just some people are 
here to do customer service, and I think most don't. They're just there to pick up a check. And then you have uh, delivery drivers rude as well, walking in, throwing their phones in people's faces, not saying good afternoon, not saying good morning, not being pleasant. And then you're just hearing them argue back and forth. The food is not ready. So I like I don't I try to avoid being yeah. in those situations. And that's I mean it's just like New York though. It's just everybody's like on edge and everybody's like any yeah. stereotype you've ever seen like on The Simpsons or Family Guy or anything like that where like New Yorkers are like rude and angry all the time. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah, up to a point. Well, I mean it also kind of depends on you know. Well, I don't think. Well, I mean, I don't live there. I was gonna say it's probably not as bad as it used to be. I mean, like whenever you, like when you think of like down and dirty New York, like do you ever see um, the Warriors that movie from like the early eighties? That's one of my father's favorite movies. Yeah, like so, that's yeah. like I probably watched that way too young. But I like, I, I didn't. Best. <laughs> I I just saw that like a year or two ago, and I was like fascinated. I'm like, oh, that is old New York, just graffiti everywhere. It's just totally filthy. And it's like kind of beautiful in a way. It's almost, I mean, it's like dystopian, but well, I mean, like the Warriors is kind of like a dystopian type future, but also, as you say, like it's a lot of character. Like right now, like Times Square in the 80s and 90s was just like a big filth place. Like it was just anything goes, but now you go to Times Square, it's a mall. Yeah. And you kind of like, that's not really, you know, like kind of, you miss. Um, those kind of mom and pop stores, especially now with the pandemic going on, a lot of really good restaurants, a lot of good bars are closed down and getting brought up probably by a corp, you know, corporate interest. So you're going to put another another Wendy's there. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. that kind of sucks, but mm-hmm. you know, we, we did what we did. We got to do. Yeah. You know? If you could think of what what would you say if if you can if you can name one or maybe like a handful or something, but. Yeah. What was the single greatest delivery you ever did, either in terms of how positive it was or just how much money you made? And while you're answering that, I'm going to go grab another beer. So just keep talking. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'll keep talking. In terms of a great, you know, I have not had a unicorn. Uh, what do you call a unicorn where someone just drops like $50,000 into your account? I never had one of those. <laughs> Um, but you know, my best days of delivering is going back, just doing quick, you know, 20 minute rides, dropping pizza off it. And usually people who give you the best tips or the most money or the best offers are super nice, sweet people that, you know, and you get the best interaction. Sometimes they'll run out with their child or their dog and you can make a little chit chat with them. Like that's what I know. I have a good day where I'm just dealing with, mm-hmm. You know, like, not necessarily well-to-do people, but people who kind of understand, like, you know, this person's out getting my food and I'm going to compensate them fairly. Because at this point, you know, I, like I said in my videos, we all, the way the system is designed with DoorDash, we are working for tips. And it's worse than working as a bartender or a waitress because you're not, bartender waitress is not using their vehicle to work. So it's like we're even further behind the eight ball. Like, we, you know, Base pay. It, it, it's funny with DoorDash. We not. We, I have not seen the 250 in my area, but I've seen in other videos. So they're, you know, the base pay is bad. So if someone's not tipping, you know, it kind of gives me a, a, the impression like, okay, so really, really, I'm here for tips. I'm working yeah. for tips. So I will work for tips. I only will deliver when I see an offer worth delivering. Yeah, it, it is amazing that it's not just a like regional thing um, of how cheap people are 
No. I don't know if it's because I mean, so, like I started doing this work well before COVID, and you know, like I there's still plenty of cheapskate customers. Like, what's nice about well, the, uh, you know, Uber Eats up until about a year ago, because Uber Eats basically they just copy whatever DoorDash does. Because up until about a year ago, the Uber Eats screen was just like the uber x screen where it just kind of tells you where you're going like the restaurant but then it doesn't it doesn't give you any details about the estimated time to pay where you're going after that and then they started introducing a map screen and they started saying like how much you'll make from uber and they didn't have the customer tip and then they eventually started including the customer tip and it's funny because like uber used to be like well Postmates was absolutely the the worst. Thank God it's gone now. Yeah, I, Uber, I tried Postmates one day, never oh, again. I was like, I don't like this at all. Yeah, I made Did I made like two it. videos about how terrible Uber, uh, Postmates was, but yeah, I was gonna say. So Uber went from second to last to, at least in terms of transparency, I'd say like Uber Eats is pretty much the best and. As f- I was watching uh, Gig IQ. He's in the in the chat here somewhere. He said, he, "I think he's he's like reverse engineering all the algorithms," and he said, um, "As far as he can tell, is that Uber Eats will show you up to an eight dollar tip, and he and like there, it might have a hidden tip after that, okay. which is fine because even if it's an eight dollar tip on you know plus the the base pay, so I mean you're going to be looking at ten, eleven, twelve dollars just to." You know, right up, right up front, and then it might end yeah. up being twenty or more after that. So, um, unless it's like fifty, well, maybe not fifty miles, but you know, just a ridiculous mileage or something. Yeah, um, yeah, and then it's so, and now DoorDash seems to be regressing a little. Like, um, the so-called glitch, depending on who you believe, where like it was like it like like I said, they were doing like what Uber Eats, they were they only showed the base pay and then it's like maybe there's a tip on this maybe there's not and like it was i've seen screenshots you know on udm and and doordash dad um and i I think pedro might have had a screenshot of that too um you know so but they said like it was only in certain cities at certain times and it would go back to normal i never saw any of those here in the orlando area did you see any of those I don't recall seeing that. It may have happened, but I just I'm trying to rack my brain. Like, did it? Did I? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, and with the DoorDash, because you know they 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 have the biggest market share. I think it's like what fifty percent of the market share. Like, mm-hmm. I understand they they're trying to figure some stuff out, and I, and in a way they're trying to make everyone happy, but they're making no one happy. They, they seem like. Um, at times, or not even at, it's not even at times. It's very exploitive, especially uh, Pedro had a really good um, comment when he was responding to the video. And I've watched all of the uh, response videos for the, uh, the president of DoorDash and props to you to kind of bring it out, you know, bring it out to the forefront because I didn't know even they, that interview even happened. But like, you know, Gig IQ, he had a response video, but uh, DoorDash ad, UDM. But uh, Pedro had a really co- good comment about how many of people who make like the first language is not English and they're working, they're busting their ass, especially in New York City. You know, it's a land of, you know, everyone coming together, different backgrounds, different ethnicities. And how there's a, probably a lot of people who are top dashers, play, mainly out of ignorance, mainly mm-hmm. of that they're just doing a good job. They're working hard. But when they decline, they see that warning, they may feel apprehensive to 
continue on declining. So they're supplying DoorDash with, you know, they're making the their labor costs cheaper. You know, like I think that's DoorDash's best, is, the greatest asset for DoorDash is cheap labor. Well, New drivers that's for all these gig apps. <laughs> Actually, every corporation, right? Like the fact that when you call for customer service at DoorDash or any company, I remember 10, 15 years ago calling me on a Dell computer and I'm calling customer service and it was clearly I'm talking to someone that's not from this, not from my country, right? Like, yeah. And then you got to try to figure out the language. It's still like that, right? So, um, and they know that if they keep these top dashers thinking like they're happy, thinking that they're doing a good, you know, they, they're doing well financially, you know, this is going to continue to happen. I, I don't see an end to it, you know? So people downloading the apps like Power, like, you know, I don't fault anyone for using that. Like, you know, you have to make your own risk, a risk assessment. Like, do you think yeah. this is worth doing it or, or what have you, you know? That's a, that's an interesting situation, the whole Para thing. Hmm. Like, I so rarely use DoorDash anymore. Like, Instacart is my main gig. I, and actually, lately, I've been doing a lot of Amazon Flex. Um. So I haven't really felt the need to get the Par app, although I, I heard it's free. And I was talking to, yep. I don't know if you saw Tanner um, interviewed the the guy from Para. Yeah. Um, I forget his name, sorry. but I think his um, uh, name is David. I don't know his last yeah. name. I think it's David, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, they're basically saying, like they're they're giving this app away for free. I, I suppose the, the, the long-term goal is to, you know, eventually sell it to a bigger company. So... Mm -hmm. Um, it's funny because like it's a this whole thing is like a lost leader, you know. And, but um, so like the way it works is like, is that it? It's not hacking a DoorDash server. It's like it's just decrypting something that's already in your phone. That like you're I mean, so it's just kind of a it's doing a decryption thing. So and and actually I don't know if there's a way for DoorDash to even know that you're using it. Like, like, yeah, like, yeah. I remember, I remember. You made a comment about that, I think, in a post way. And that, I mean, that's a lot of programming mm -hmm. stuff that I don't understand. But um, you know, the idea, like, I think even when I made a video about it, you're like, "Hey, be, keep it quiet." And like, DoorDash is checking these our videos. They're, they're, they're. I'm sure there's people in the Facebook groups. They're fully aware of the app at this yeah. point. So, like, the that's the question. What will they do and i don't think they're going to do anything or at least i, I just don't see it i just uh, deactivating thousands of people during yeah. this time is is i think it's it's a suicide i, I just and i'm sure they're, they're racking their brain trying to figure out like what can we do to either to stop them from doing it or mm. and I, I just i don't know if they have uh i think you know it would, a, it would have to, they would have to go after the app developers themselves you know like yeah. probably a cease and desist at first and then and then if that doesn't work then take some kind of legal action because i mean they have way more money than the para app developers have obviously um yeah so yeah i mean i don't i mean they might start deactivating like a handful of people here and there to just kind of see yeah. what happens and i'm sure it's also like a legal well i mean i think it'd be really easy for them to make a case that they're anyone who's using the power app is clearly violating the terms of service. So it's like, if you try to appeal, if you try to go to um, arbitration about this, you're probably going to lose. But yeah, yeah, if they're, 
uh, I Tanner said they're up to like twenty twenty five thousand users at this point, which wow, that's a lot, you know. That's a lot, and, and that's the thing too. Like, yeah, like technically, DoorDash is on the right here. Like, hey, listen, you signed up, you agreed to this agreement that you don't violate mm -hmm. these terms of service. But it's always about perception. It's it's a you know they're one hashtag away from people saying I don't want to use DoorDash anymore because they're not they're hiding tips from the drivers. I'm gonna use the you know Uber Eats or Grubhub, and Grubhub and Uber Eats will love to jump in and say. Yeah, we don't hide the tips. Look at us. Look, we care about our drivers. Like, all that PR nightmare. I don't see how yeah. they get out of that. So I think, I don't even know what they will do, but I'm a, I am interested to see what happens. Let's, uh, oh, I have one more DoorDash question for you. I don't think I've ever seen sure. you mention this. Do you do Walmart deliveries? Uh, living in Brooklyn, there's, you know, Walmarts. Uh, I'm not near, a, I'm like maybe a half an hour away from a Walmart. So I don't get Walmart orders. And I heard so many terrible stories. I wouldn't, I, yeah, I would not take one. But yeah, yeah I, uh, the only weird stuff I get is like, you know, Instacart. Instacart, Instacart is cool. Unfortunately, I'm not near a really good, uh, or at least I'm not near a restaurant or a restaurant, or a grocery store that gives out a lot of orders. Mm -hmm. So for me to get an order, I have to drive like a half an hour in traffic to go shop, and then it's just the time it doesn't work. At least for my market but i know when i did it and i was like near wegmans because that was like the that's like a big uh instacart kind of like client in terms of in my area you could do pretty well but yeah walmart hmm. luckily yeah i'm not near walmart uh, you have any restaurants on your uh blacklist like or chains you just you'll fast never food go there fast fast food in general so like mcdonald's wendy's uh I, you know, and it's funny, it's places I like to eat, but I'll mm -hmm. never pick up or Taco Bell. I, you know, who knows if it's real meat? I don't care. It tastes delicious. <laughs> but I'm not going to wait. I've I've waited too long. They, they're, and that's a problem, too, with the labor shortage. They're, they're looking for people to work. All the, every fast food restaurant, there's a sign saying now hiring. No yeah. one's going in. So you're waiting even longer. Yeah. So the fast food restaurants, they can't keep up with the flood of orders. I've seen... Uh, McDonald's employees get angry at the machine that just keeps ringing the tablet, keeps saying order more, yeah. you know, another order up, another order up, and they can't turn it off. They say, I'm about to turn this off. Like, you probably can't turn off. You're probably not allowed to turn off. So you're just working and working, and also you have to deal with the, the customers that's in the store. So for the most part, yeah, like Wendy's bad experience. I think everyone is collectively, like Wendy's is like a bad experience. And like, you know, some McDonald's, like McDonald's breakfast and lunch sometimes – especially breakfast, I've done some morning stuff with McDonald's a little faster. Like, I'll go in there and it'll actually be done. I'll be surprised. I'm like, okay. So, I don't know if like, breakfast is a little quicker to put together. For, but for, yeah. for me, it's Wingstop. Because, like, they make everything fresh and they... Like, they were understaffed, like, before it was cool. <laughs> like, yeah. there's there's a Wingstop. Yeah, it'll be, like, three guys. Yeah, yeah. three people total. In the, yeah, I've, and I've seen that. There's nobody ever at the register. All on the back playing grab ass. Here's here's yeah, a I, here's a tip. If <laughs> if there's nobody at the register, open your app and then call call the store because there'll be a phone usually up front, and you'll see them run up front to answer the phone. <laughs> and then you're like, yeah. oh here, oh I've been waiting. Here I'm picking up DoorDash for Joe or whatever. Yeah, and no one's answering the phone. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. another one that I tend to avoid. Not I, I'll try every once in a while, but it depends on how. If I know it's like eight nine o'clock at night, I don't go there. 
um, Caribbean food restaurants. I'm, not sh- mm-hmm. I'm sure you there's a plenty in your area. They're very busy, mm-hmm. and they are not nice. <laughs> They're not nice. I, I mean, I'm from, yeah, I'm, I'm half Asian, uh, Barbados, so. I kind of understand the mannerisms of people from the Caribbean. They don't, they're not really mean people. They just have a mean face. And sometimes <laughs> they just look like they have an attitude. But when you have, when you go into a Caribbean restaurant and there's literally 15 Uber DoorDash guys, that's walk, just walk out. Their food is not ready and it, it may never be ready. You're just going to be sitting there for an hour waiting for your food. So I try to, and so, sometimes even soul food restaurants as well. Um, like I said, anything that's cooked fresh, it takes a long time for it to finish. Yeah, there's a lot of Jamaican restaurants around here. Yeah. A lot of um, Puerto Rican, Colombian, Brazilian, you know, obviously. Um, anyway, let's talk um, YouTube now. I mean, I can just see your setup here. Like, you got this sweet microphone rig. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I know, like, I know it's like your, your last few videos. Like, are, are, is that a webcam or is that like a DSLR? Oh, this is um, this is my Sony A7 III. I rigged it to use as a re- webcam. Okay. I bought I bought this I bought this uh, during the last year. You got, I I've I've been interested in video really since because of COVID. Um, mm-hmm. At home, not doing much. I have a friend of mine that was interested in doing video production and learning how to create content. And I once I watched a couple of videos with him, I was like, oh, I'm actually interested. And I just watch like hundreds and hundreds of hours of YouTube videos. Um, I did not know how to edit a video until uh, the pandemic. Like I just mm-hmm. sat there and learned how to use um, Adobe Premiere and DaVinci Resolve and all those type of things. So a lot of it is just based on me learning. And then, yeah, just every, you know, you know, door dashing and grub hubbing, you know, saving some money together and just buying a little bit of everything. Yeah. To, I know so a- you know, to what I got. A lot of your videos, I think almost all your videos have music in the background. Are there, are you getting those off YouTube yeah. or? So- I use Epidemic Sound mm-hmm. and it's like, I think it's like $10 a month. I love it. I, I listen to sometimes that music even like driving around. Like it's it's like a really good a collection of music. Um, I, sometimes I do look for copyright free stuff, but I love I love music. I listen to, you know, when, that's the thing too about um, a lot of the the bloggers or vloggers that just, mm. you know, they, they're out there taping. When it's time for me to drive and do Uber, especially at night, I want to chill. I don't want to necessarily tape myself doing anything, you know, because, you know, all day I'm dealing with the dogs or my son or my wife <laughs> and all the yappity, yap, yap, yapping. So when I get in my car, I want to listen to like a podcast or listen to music. I just want to vibe and chill and do my deliveries. So... Um, even with that, I use Epidemic Sound or music, and I just listen to that. By the way, if anybody is, um, I, nobody's said anything in the chat in like 10, 15 minutes. I don't know if it froze or it looks oh. like it looks like it froze on my end. It says it says we're still live, ten viewers. So if somebody's somebody just say something in the chat, I want to see if it refreshes. Yeah. Um, yeah, like what what podcasts do you listen to? I, I, I mean, I used to be a big Joe Rogan guy when he used <laughs> to just smoke weed and talk shit. Like he was just <laughs> talk with comedians and just, so I will go back and listen to that where it wasn't him trying to be like Larry King, like interviewing people, like yeah. a lot of people I don't even want to hear about. But, um, 
true crime stuff, documentaries, or like you know what. Uh, what else? That's 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 usually what I'm listening to. Interesting stories, you know. Doing the uh, the Grubhub stuff, I'm more interested in business. You know, like understanding how the economy is working. Because you mm-hmm. know, working with dogs, you didn't really it didn't really come to my radar. But now, when I realize that a lot of things that we're going through is affected by what's going on with inflation and the the job market, the labor market, where you know if certain things are more expensive that may be less orders that's going to come in to me. So like if I listen to a podcast or something like that, CNBC or stuff like that, I'll listen to it for a few minutes because I think that's important to kind of figure out what's going on. Yeah, I like um, Joe Rogan too, but I don't listen to like every episode unless it's somebody really interesting. But um, yeah. I think I have to watch uh, Dave Smith, uh, part of the problem, and he was saying something about yeah, like Joe Rogan used to be more of the kind of it was just him and other like it started out as him and other comedians, you know, mm-hmm. uh, shooting the shit for like two three hours, and and they still do every once in a while. But he said like because now like every comedian and every entertainer and everybody else already has a podcast, is that Joe Rogan yeah. seems to be focusing more on people who don't have podcasts. So he, that's why he gets a lot of professors and, and scientists on and, and, and stuff and, like that. And, and, and the funny thing with with Joe Rogan, he would anyone that came in that was funny, he would say you should have a podcast so a lot of reasons he just like i remember just watching you know him with uh joey coco diaz and i'm not sure you're familiar with his stuff oh, yeah, or bill him. burr or it'd be the funniest stuff yeah. and then yeah so when they come on I, yeah i love laughing i love comedy so i'll listen to like dave Chappelle on the car i'll listen to or tim Dillon's podcast like people when you're laughing days going faster you're delivering, even if you're a little annoyed by something, you know, long wait at a restaurant, a long wait when you're ringing the bell and the person's not coming out. When you're laughing, it makes everything easier. So I, yeah. I try to keep it light. Yeah, I, I yeah, I listen to Bill Burr. Um, oh, I love Bill Burr. I, listen, yeah. I love a lot of um, obscure um, political podcasts. Um, yeah. And like, I, there's a, a podcast I've been listening to for like, wow, going on like six or seven years now. It's about the Adam West 1966 Batman TV show. <laughs> and, and like, I, yeah, I remember then way back as I, I got that on Blu-ray when it first, it came out on the, oddly enough, the 49th anniversary, not the 50th anniversary. Yeah, it came out in 2015 and actually on the old version of this channel, when it was youtube.com slash channel nine seven six, I used to do, I like, I was just, I did. Um, I went through that show, and I used to do vlogs, like ten minute reviews of every single episode. I was basically, mm. I kind of missed the old days of YouTube, like two thousand seven to like twenty twelve, like when it was still kind of a wild west kind of place. And it's be- like, in this this was before. I don't know if you know, but like mm. in the early days of YouTube, there used, there was only a ten minute time limit. Unless you were a YouTube partner, and like to oh, become really? a YouTube partner, you had to be like a huge name, like Ray William Johnson or um, mm. Smosh or whatever they're called, or you know, Vlog Brothers, you know, some of those big name um, uh, YouTubers from way back in the day. But now they just let anybody do YouTube as long as they want. I wish they had. Oh, I didn't. I, I didn't realize. Well, I mean, like they used to have live stream. Like when it first came out, you had to go through like Google Hangouts, and it was like such a pain. And yeah. now with OBS, it's so much easier. If I if I knew how to do this ten years ago, um, 
I might be making a living as a beer reviewer right now, but anyway, um, we, we've gone pretty long. So what made you want to start doing YouTube videos? Well, I realized, uh, you know, last, when last year in the Rona was ha happening and it was really not much going on, especially in New York City was shut like down. You were not, so you, the streets were clean. It was actually one of the best times to do gig work because there was no traffic. It was beautiful like <laughs> open roads it was amazing and i just realized i was doing my day was just focused on that and we you know we tried to communicate to people about it and, and again my circle of friends and family they didn't work so i would talk to them about it and they, you know they'll they'll placate me and like yeah that's interesting but they have no idea what i'm talking about so i thought like i would like to share some experiences and try to do like a more of a commentary channel i think that was mm -hmm. I, I i realized i needed the reps in to kind of get more comfortable with a camera because I'm good at talking to people, but talking to an inanimate object and it's staring at you and it's not showing any kind of reaction to what the hell I'm saying. Yeah. It takes a while. So I was like, all right, I'm going to try to do as much videos and then try to just get more and more comfortable with the camera. So I was like, let me just keep doing this and, and talk about my experiences and kind of look at news. Like I'm always, I spend a lot of time just looking at news about gig work and stories that I find interesting and I want to talk about it. So that's kind of where I just, kind of put my uh, uh you know my spin on things do you ever write a script or do you or go by bullet points or is it just completely off top of your head when i first started it was kind of on top of my head but then i started you know watching youtube videos on how to script <laughs> a youtube video and i realized like i'm not interested in doing a full script line by line mm -hmm. but i realized like bullet points are really good yeah. So I would I would do a bullet points and kind of just edit like a, and then look back into what I just said and see if it's good take. So that I really it takes a little longer, but I realize it's a little bit more organized because I realize with the YouTube game, it's called the game or the YouTube uh, thing. Yeah. I really don't want to waste people's time. So I'm trying to like if I realize I'm rambling a little bit too long, all right, cut that out. All right, <laughs> or that joke that that fella didn't land, all right, cut that out. Like. Yeah being really honest. And then you look at your analytics, you realize, okay, this, this did not land. Okay, this video kind of fell. So, you, you know, you just have to be more honest with yourself because the numbers are lie when you look at your, your videos. Did you have that camera before or did you buy that specifically for this channel? I bought, no, I, 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 really, wanted, I really wanted a really good mirrorless camera. I've been looking at it and, you know, mm -hmm. for a while and, and it was a good price. Um, I actually was doing a little bit of eBay flipping too, like looking at a lot of things I had in my house that I just didn't use anymore, trying to do like, mm -hmm. well, not being minimalist, but just realize like I have these things and it's not, you know, not really doing anything for me. So I sold that. And I really want a nice little camera. I love it. It's a fantastic camera. But actually, just sometimes I do videos on my phone, especially in the car. Like, this is a heavy camera. So I don't want to be holding the camera. So like I'll. I'll use I'll just use my cell phone and make a video. Yeah, I was gonna say because it looks like in the car. Do you have two phones or do you have a a, a, a camera you use like a GoPro for the car? Yeah, like I have I have a camera. I've like sometimes I'll have I have an old iPhone 10, right? Mm -hmm. So like sometimes I'll use the iPhone 10 to film me, and I'll use my other phone for like notes and stuff like right. that. So I kind of bounce between that. I actually brought uh, I forgot, damn, I forgot the name of it. It's like um. Uh, it's an Osmo Pocket Camera. Hmm. Um, 
I kind of like it, but I realize I don't know if I need it. So I, it's like one of those purchases that I, that's one thing too. Like I buy equipment, but if I realize it's not working for me or I don't need it, mm-hmm. I immediately take it back. That's the beautiful thing about Amazon. So I'm, yeah. I, I had it for a minute, so I'm not sure if I need it because you know I could just use my cell phone. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it, I'm still thinking of going through that. I'm not sure. Oh yeah, I saw a video you, you were talking about. You know, like lying customers who. You know, they say they never got their food, and they clearly did. And you're like, I shouldn't have to spend all this money on like a body cam or something. But I have my—I uh, don't know—I've shown this in other videos. This is my spy pen camera. Oh, the lens is uh, like right at the top of the metal thing right here. That's and you just press on stuff. Yeah, I guess for like nineteen dollars on Amazon. See the the light is on. Oh, that so, means it's it's yeah, it's recording. Yeah, so I mean, you could just put this in your shirt, or yeah. especially if you had like a. A pocket yeah. right here, or you could put like put it in your pants pocket, I guess. But uh, I mean, the video and sound quality is not great, but um, it's something. It's although yeah. also I think, um, I think earlier on when I made that comment, I'm thinking I, 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 not necessarily the reaction to get something like that is like the hilarity of all of like why we have to do this, like why yeah. That. And I think because, you know, we're not real employees. We're just numbers. We're just another notch. You know, like, oh, this customer says something. All right, well, whatever. This person get deactivated. No big deal. We got another person coming right up. Especially in my market, there's a waiting list. So they yeah. don't have to spend a lot of time investigating anything. It's like, well, yeah, maybe they did, maybe not. Uh, let's move on do you, uh, and drop that person. Do you use the timestamp camera app? Mm. No, uh, I'll, I have not been familiar with that. Oh, uh, uh, you got to It's there. It's a there's a free version and there's a paid version. It just it has ads, but um, I use this for all my Instacart. Well, I use it for all my deliveries, except for like Amazon. But um, it shows. I don't think you'll be able to see this, but so it, it has a GPS on it, and it's you can. I'm trying not. It shows the date, time, the exact street address you're at. Um, you can even uh, put like the, the GPS coordinates on there. That's kind of cool, actually. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested in that because I take pictures I do, of yeah, all my I deliveries with this. Even if I, even if it says "hand it to me," I take a picture. Yeah. Especially if you can get the house number or the apartment number in the picture, because then you yeah. have customers say, "I never got their food." You just be like, "Well, I have the exact address, date, time, GPS coordinates right here that says you did get it." You That's know? smart. Yeah. yeah, I think or, I, I think in my if, mind if you had this too, that would help. Yeah, I think thinking about it now and realizing how bad the problem is, I think back then and maybe I was a little naive, mm. a little bit, but I realized for some reason DoorDash. Um, I have you know doing Uber Eats. I think I've done over a thousand, probably way over that. Never had a weird problem with Uber Eats, but for some reason DoorDash just has all the. Except that's I call it like the drama app. Like it's always <laughs> some weird stuff going on. Like. Even my first week of DoorDash, I was someone claimed that they didn't have their food. I'm like, wait, what? Really? Like, uh-huh. No, like I, I know I dropped that. Like, what are you talking about? Or the weird thing where they'll they'll call me back and say, oh, I didn't get I didn't get the food. And I'm like, you sure? Because I I would ret- like that for some reason I remember the address and then, you know, I did they, they either hung, hang up. I'm like, oh, they're trying to be funny. I I call support. I'm like, this person said this to me. But let me tell you exactly what happened. So they try to make a claim. I already contacted you. Like, you know, so people will try to find ways to take advantage. And I understand that, especially with not even the food delivery app. Um, 
Amazon. People lie all the time about not getting packages. I've heard, like, unfortunately, friends of friends and friends of mine of say, yeah, uh, you know, my, my friend bought a bike, got shipped, and they lied and said uh, they didn't get the bike, they got another bike. It's like, <laughs> what? Like, come on now. It's, but Amazon, they have so much money, like, eh, yeah, yeah. give them another bike, it's fine. No big deal. So it's crazy. What, uh, I, 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 you kind of mentioned it a while ago, but like, what other YouTube channels do you watch? Doesn't necessarily, yeah, I listen, I watch, I try to watch it because I, one of the good purchases is the YouTube premium, no commercials. I haven't seen a commercial in, I, I don't know it. So I just, even sometimes in the car, uh, cause you can close the app and still here. Oh uh, yeah. So I, yeah, all, all, you know, like if Pedro, DoorDash, dad and cam and, I, I, watch, I try to watch a little bit of everybody's stuff because you, mm-hmm. you, even the small, even people who don't have, you know, like 100, 200 subs, I try to listen to as much as possible because you, you always get a little nugget of information from everybody. Uh, Voldestat's voice just showed up. He said hello, popping in for the first time. It is. Oh, he's, he's awesome too. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, uh, I, I definitely check out his People said as I well. should have him on this show, but I'm like, I don't know. He, Will he show his face? <laughs> <laughs> no, he'll show that the 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 phone the phone holder <laughs> while yeah. he's talking. Oh, or he'll just be behind the camera like this <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, he'll just like face it. But you you should you should definitely do it. Yeah, yeah. he you if you well, if you have a next if next uh, Gigtober, you should definitely. Hold this If you're watching, and you, if you're willing to come on the show and you know actually be in front of the camera instead of behind it, let me know. <laughs> and uh, you can be the next guest. Actually, well, actually, I have somebody else lined up. Already. You know, I got smudged the lens right here. Uh, oh, he, <laughs> oh, he said, nope, I am faceless. Uh-huh. It just makes it more mysterious. You're like, yeah, this guy is kind of well, yeah, Who knows? Well, I'm not doing an audio-only podcast, so. <laughs> um, actually, what I'm planning to do eventually is to take all the audio files from all these these live streams and do them as a podcast feed. Cool. Cool. Um, all right. So we've been going pretty long. Um, I'll put a link to your, um, YouTube channel in the description. Oh, by the way, I, I noticed like you, you said you changed your channel name. Like so you, many how, times. Yeah. I don't even how remember. How did you end up on the name Hannibal is hungry? Well, I, I thought it was a play on, you know, play on a little bit words. You know, my name is actually, you know, Hannibal. And, uh, you know, living 37, you know, almost 37 years of my life, it's a lot of jokes, you know, a lot of cannibal jokes. Not as much anymore. Now it's it's a positive thing because Hannibal Burris is around. Yeah, and, I was going to say, because he's, yeah, he's been pretty mainstream for like the last five, ten years. Yeah, so that kind of helps because I, I, I love him, his stuff, especially with him yeah. on the Eric Andre show. Like, So that kind of helps. But before him, it was, oh, you're a cannibal? Oh, <laughs> uh, you did like no, or then, then I started to embrace it. Like, yeah, I mate you, and then they're like, oh, that's kind of funny, or like, or even the um Hannibal for the A team, which I kind of like that one. Uh, like, yeah. He, yeah, he's the, he's the leader. He's kind of he's badass. But uh, I thought that was a I, I wanted to put my name on there and hungry and hungry for you know I'm hungry for freedom, financial freedom, hungry to learn more, hungry mm-hmm. to kind of figure out how to do better, and I think I want to stay hungry. I think a lot mm-hmm. of my 20s was me goofing off and not taking stuff seriously and, and I'll, I'll be honest it was it wasn't until my son was born is when i started to become an adult like i was like oh i have a kid no more goofing off no more playing around like i gotta provide the best possible life for him because 
I love him more than anything. Like that's my that's my little guy. So I was like, all right, no more playing around. Be an adult. Figure this stuff out. So uh, I think that's why I've like the hungry part of the thing mm-hmm. uh, means to me. Is is a uh, is Hannibal like a popular like Caribbean name? No, um, Hannibal is an African name. Uh, he was my my father named me after him. Uh, he was a warrior in Africa. He actually fought against Rome, um, two like two thousand years ago, and uh, he was considered a military genius. Um, his tactics, basically, because he was always outnumbered, he would win big fights. Like Rome was scared of him. I mean, eventually Rome won, obviously, because, but. He would just win fights. It would, one of the main things, one of the craziest things he did was he took elephants and crossed the Himalayas. He crossed the Alps with elephants. So when he went to the other side, these people never saw an elephant before. So he's warring this big giant, I don't know how big a, a heavy an elephant is. This like two ton yeah. thing. Just I, If I never saw an elephant before, like we, we're in a battle. You know, we're like, all right, let's go fight this group. And I saw that monstrosity. Come, I would have, like, I'm done. Like, I don't know what to <laughs> Uh, but yeah, his and his his he was so gr- he was such a great uh, statistician of with how to win battles that his his uh, tactics were, are studied at West Point. Like, so my father nerd and he's like, oh, I'm gonna name him after that. I didn't realize that in 1991, uh, Silence of the Lambs would come out. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> and I was born in '84, but <laughs> he you know you know that that kind of your dad was in the him. army, Marines. Oh uh, okay. Yeah, he served in uh he served he served in North Korea. Is he still in? No, no, no. He he did a, he did one tour. It's funny. I had a long family. My my, my uncle uh, recipes. He fought in Vietnam. My grandfather fought in Korean War. My great grandfather fought in World War One. And uh, for some reason, I I was the one. My dad was like, "Yeah, you don't need to go and do that." Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, I was like, "All right." <laughs> he didn't. He never really pers- pushed me or persuaded me to. To join the military, so I just, it just never did, never panned out or anything like that. But yeah, long line of uh, people in the military. How long have you had those dreads? Well, at least fifteen years. Oh, I I cut them three times. So I if a, I didn't cut them, it would have been down to my ankle probably. When I when I lived in, I'll send you a picture. Um, when I lived in upstate New York, I had a friend uh, Scott, who's a brewer at Ama Gang. And he had dreads like yours. Actually, he had like the way thicker, like Bob Marley, like those real thick rope dreads. That was a heavy. It's yeah. heavy. And, so, uh, like if you, if you cut a few inches, you just feel lighter to feet, man. <laughs> yeah, he lost a bet and he had to shave his whole head. Oh. <laughs> and that was like oh, probably five or seven years ago. And he had, he's gone. Like he, his, head, his hair is basically like mine now. <laughs> wow. I'll send, you a, I'll send you a before and after picture of him. Uh, like he yeah, could actually, I want to see it. <laughs> he could rock the look. Like he, uh, um, but anyways, we're getting way, we're, we're really rambling now. Um, I, I would, I would, I got two. Like I, I don't mean to be like criticism or whatever. But I got two suggestions for you. Um, sure, sure, sure. One, start making ride-along day in the life vlogs because people seem to love those. They like, do, and but man, you don't have to do them every day. Like maybe once a week. People okay. love them. Yeah, they do. Like they they'll, do. they'll definitely get the views, and especially I think in New York because there really isn't anybody. Oddly enough, considering how huge New York is, there really aren't that many GigTube channels based out of New York that I can think of. I know it's like you, Dimples on Demand. If anybody knows another one, please let me know. Um, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I don't. 
I think I think she I moved to New know. Jersey, but I'm I'm not sure about that. But um, my other suggestion would be you have an Instagram, but you hardly ever use it. Is start using that every day because you can take pictures of what's happening in real time. Like you, you can yeah. go live on there, or it's just like because the Instagram stories are basically the same thing as Snapchat. You know, they're only on there for 24 hours, and uh, just you know taking pictures and just I, that's that's what I love about Instagram is just. There's tons of people on there who are, do gig jobs like how we do, and yeah. they're just always taking pictures of like what they're doing. And uh, I try to post on there, you know, like at least like one story a day and one actual picture a day. Um, yeah, so I would say if you can start using Instagram, start following tons of people, and they'll follow you back. And uh, it's a great way to grab, uh, uh, you know, direct people to your uh, to your YouTube channel. Yeah. So. Definitely, definitely. You know what? I, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you on. A, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do those two things. I'm gonna do, a, I'm gonna do at least once a week. I won't blast the music. Won't blast my rap music. You know, <laughs> do some videos. Yeah, definitely. I would be curious to see like a full. Well, maybe not from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed. That's the thing. Like, I gotta figure out how to get a good lighting in the car. I know DoorDash. I gotta ask them like, what light? What kind of light you got back there? Because you know, when you and also, you know, late at night, your car lit up like a Christmas tree in the middle of the, you know, in the middle of the hood. But no, yeah, I'll I'll definitely do one. Definitely. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think Nugs and Eli probably do the best ride along videos because like they really know how to edit. I think they both use um, Adobe Premiere. I mean, if you know how to use Adobe Premiere or Final Cut Pro and you know how to use all the effects, because I still use Sony Vegas and like the effects are very limited. And also I don't have the type of personality. Like I don't know if you've ever seen any of Eli videos. He it's sounds a high like, energy. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, I'm not, you can tell like right now I'm just a chill. Like I'm just chill. I, I don't, know. Too bad you're not. We old, man. Too bad you're not in Florida, because I think you and I would get a, we we would be hanging. Yeah, all the really. Time. We, yeah, because yeah, like just, e, Eli's show. video, especially especially watch an Eli video at two x speed. He sounds like he's on <laughs> cocaine and PCP and whatever at the same time. You know, uh, Pavel. I don't know if you watched Pavel East. He's out of. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, me and wife was like, watching his video. It he's funny and it's yeah. high, It's kind of like a high speed kind of. Uh, moving and it's like, yeah, every, and that's the cool thing about this uh, YouTube and this community. It's just everyone's a little different. You get a little bit, a little different in, in each uh, view, you know, YouTuber. All right. All right. So we've been going a long time. If you watch all the way to the end, you are awesome. Check out Hannibal's Definitely. channel. He's getting close to a thousand subs. Once you hit a thousand on, well, really any platform, like on Instagram. I know, like, it's funny, my cats have an Instagram, and they hit a 1,000 way before <laughs> I did, and then all of a sudden, like, they just, the the subs just kept coming in, you know, the algorithm starts working in your favor, same thing with YouTube, once you hit 1,000, gotcha. um, yeah. and uh, so I'm I'm getting close to a 1,000 on my Instagram, and I've just passed 13,000 on, on YouTube, Nugs beat me. Congratulations, but, congratulations, man. Yeah, so... You know, it's funny when I plugged your video that when I posted this this video yesterday, I think you had six ninety five subscribers at the time, and I checked it right before we started. You were like seven fifteen, so I might have pushed like twenty subs to you in twenty four hours. I appreciate it, and <laughs> you know, this is a great conversation, man. If you want to talk, man, hit me up, man. Like, I know, maybe you know, maybe uh, you and I should just start our own podcast, like like how uh, UDM and DoorDash Dad used to have. Uh, 
gig econ, you know, and like we can just discuss yeah. the news of the the industry or whatever. Yeah, man, drink beers. Yeah, and Lots the, of beers. The, well, the goal of this particular show is to just kind of get to know the other um, gig tubers, and and I, I'm happy to interview people who don't do YouTube but all, but work in gig jobs just to kind of see like what it's like for them. But anyway. And uh, Volostad's voice, the offer is there. If you want to, if you appear on camera, you're definitely welcome on this show. But I don't know, just I don't want to talk to a camera filming a wall, or <laughs> maybe he could be driving around at the time or something, you know. <laughs> so, all right, I'm gonna wrap this up now. Thanks for watching. Uh, right, don't man. hang up, Thanks Hannibal. I'm just me. gonna end the feed. So, all right, gotcha, gotcha, bro. All right, uh, we will see you guys real soon. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Chad will be back Sunday with his co-host Hannibal, discussing the latest news, trends, and viral posts from the delivery and rideshare sectors of the gig economy. Until then, keep hustling.